This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, 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 and welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you this week. And I've got Sean Priest with me. Hello. Oh, sorry, I didn't do it properly, did I? Sean Priest is here. Hey, that's better. Yes, I'm here. How are you, Stephen? Oh, beautiful, gorgeous as always. You know me. You know me. It's without saying. We all know that. Exactly. Exactly. You might be thinking, hang on a minute. Where's that other guy? You know, the Canadian guy that turns (laughs) up. The the guy who puts Canada in Double Tap Canada. (laughs) Mark Afalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
entertainment value and you right, know, right. You know, I can't, I can't do this very often. Bye. Right there we go. Good. That's. Uh, well, glad to know he's all right. Anyway, that's the main thing. Um, yeah. Look, we got lots to talk about on the show this week. Uh, even though Mister Falalalalalo is not here, um, and we're going to kick off actually with an email from last week, Sean, because uh, this was pretty cool. Luke got in touch with us from Montreal. Um, oh no. Now, I, I, I was really hoping Mark would be here because the first line of this email is in French. Okay, well, have a go at it. I, I know, you Uh-oh. know, your, you your sure? French is okay. Go with it. Yeah. Hang on. Now, Mark just said he wants to pay his uh, construction <laughs> off, and, and I'm kind of hoping to keep the mortgage payments going. So, you know, this might not be a good idea. Um, Sorry, Mark. Can I, can I just say in advance of this, I apologise to every French-Canadian person and every French person who exists on planet Earth. Brace yourselves. Rebonjour les garçons. That's amazing. It's like I was there in Gay Paris. <laughs> you, you, could, you could smell the Eiffel Tower, couldn't you? Okay, let's get past that. Moving Carry on. on. Uh, yeah, thank you for answering my question last week, referring to the pairing of speakers with the iPhone. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he was asking about your... Um, he was asking for your advice, actually. Big mistake. Um, yes. He says, sorry for being not more precise with my question, but it did make for entertaining radio. Uh, he says, you were bang on in assuming my speakers were Amazon Echoes. Okay, we did that, right? Uh, he says, I wish Sean would have had a solution to my problem, but let's not throw stones at the messenger here. He says the answer was thorough and beneficial. Hang on, I'm just going to zoom in a bit on this to make sure I'm absolutely thorough and thorough beneficial. And bene- can, we, on, uh, Sean? can we clip that out? No. I don't think that's right. It must be a mistake. My work is done. I think that's a translation issue right there. Um, (laughs) So he says, as the man himself would say, hurrah for Sean Priest. Um, (laughs) He says also, thanks for the heads up on The Line on Apple Podcasts, a well-made but truly troubling listen. (laughs) Yeah, I get that review a lot as well. Uh, In many regards, he says, thanks from Luke. Oh, thank you, Luke. Yeah, so the problem was trying to play something from your iPhone into a group of your Echo Smart speakers, and uh, sadly, it's not something you can do yet. But hey, no. our fingers crossed. Well, yeah, because he wants to play, you know, on, off Bluetooth to everything, and I think that is a great idea. It's, it's kind of strange. I still don't understand why that's not possible. If one device can connect to all of them, why can't the iPhone do that? You know, even if it was just, if it, even if it was only through the Amazon app. Well, as far as I know, as I said last week, I think it's to do with the Bluetooth. The way the Echo groups the speakers together, I think, is through Bluetooth. Fake news. And that's why you can't you can't get another Bluetooth stream in there and then stream it out. I, I don't know why. It should be something you should do, but you just can't, Stephen. That's it. You can't. Just leave it alone. Okay, fine. Fine. Um, <sighs> look, I am very excited, though, because uh, we were, as we were preparing for the show, <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But yeah, as we were preparing for the show, it, it does happen. We actually have a meeting every week, don't we, Sean? And we, we do. sit and, down and we discuss uh, what we're going to talk about on the show. I'm glad you brought that up, Stephen, because we have a meeting. We have a nice hour block put away to discuss and plan this show. And for, I think for the first half hour of this week, we were talking about houses and the weather. It's a bit like the show, actually. The intro to our meetings go on and on and on. It's <laughs> We ridiculous. call other people during them. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly the same, actually. Yeah. Sometimes we disappear off, we eat, um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but no, in the preparation, we were talking about Siri perhaps spilling the beans on Apple's next big event. Uh, some people oh, were asking yes. their devices, you know, when's the next Apple event? And she was coming back with an answer saying the next Apple event will be held at you know, Cupertino, California, on April 20th. And everyone's like, how? Oh, um, that is so strange, though, yeah. isn't it? How, how did that even happen? Oh, because come got on. The... That's intentional. It's got to be. 
That's that's Ooh, that's deliberate, really? so it sparks up interest. And I'll tell you why. Because Microsoft were announcing products on the same day. And it's clear they were just trying to take the attention away from Microsoft a you little said bit. This is a PR stunt. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah. Conspiracy theory. Who'd have thought, eh? Who'd have thought that anybody would come oh, up with that idea? No. Well, Siri should be shot and sacked at the same time. I How think can you be shot be... and sacked? And by the way, what? she doesn't exist. So that's going to be interesting. Well, someone's doing that voice. Someone's singing the songs. And if you haven't heard the uh, <laughs> Siri song <laughs> when she starts rapping and everything, I think it's amazing. Oh, Someone is doing that. Okay. No, okay, all right, sorry. Oh, no, no, that's fine. That's no, fine. it's weird, yeah. though, because you got the WWDC was announced, right? The invitations were sent out, and then you have this little slip about April 20th. I don't understand it. Do you think there is going to be something on April 20th, or do you think it's just, as you said, a PR stunt? Well, this proves my point about the meeting, you see. The reason we have the meeting is to keep Sean up to date on what's happening in the world. You've clearly missed the news that it's been announced. The Apple event has been ben. announced. There was an invite went out to reporters yesterday. It's all over social media. You uh, don't pay any attention. Well, I've, only, I've only just got up. Sorry. Exactly. Well, that, yeah, exactly. The announcement only came out the other day. So, you know. No, no, they have. They put it out. It's a picture of what might seem like an Apple logo with a kind of squiggle. Um, the, the tagline this time around is spring loaded, whatever that means. And, of course, everyone always tries to pull something out of what that might mean. Some people mm. saying that the, the squiggle might be representing something drawn by the Apple Pencil, uh, and that, of course, would suggest we're talking iPads, which I think we probably are. We're talking new yep. iPads, new iPad Pros. I think the biggest news is going to be that they have, it's called what's it called, mini LED screens? Or I don't really understand yeah. what that is, if I'm honest. Um, Better no, okay. quality, I guess. Better quality. Well, you've got individual pixels, so it's the, the benefits of that jet black that pitch black because there's less you don't need a backlight um but all the pixels are individual individual leds it's um it's that more like oled it is like oled yes it is very much like oled it's just a different process right okay well yeah that sounds quite interesting well we'll, we'll talk about that uh what's that next uh tuesday so, yeah, we'll be talking about it on the show next week. We can put it in our planning notes. Uh, I, I better <laughs> have. ignore it. Um, yeah, you maybe, maybe you should mention I'm it. obviously behind the times. Well, Spring-loaded. You know, I just think that means there are going to be a lot of announcements there. I think we are going to see the AirTags. I think we're going to see iPads. Yeah. Maybe Apple TV. Who knows? Oh, you mean this news about the Apple HomePod uh, TV? Frankenstein. Frankenstein monster <laughs> that is going to be the Apple Home TV pod. Um, no, I, I, I don't. I don't buy this. And if even if it does come out, I think forget it. Just forget it. Apple's we're going to start making laser writers again. I mean, come on. It. You love the Apple TV. You love the HomePod. So putting the two together, that should be bliss. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, okay, well, fair uh, enough. The, th the thing for me is, right, if you're going to go down the route of building an Apple TV into some kind of HomePod, you know, essentially taking on the, the Google Nest hub, uh, the Echo Show, um, I just don't see the point because we already have devices like I've got an iPad here, I've got a HomePod. Um, I mean, I could just buy a dock and stick them together if I really wanted to. And actually, would I not rather have <laughs> one or two separate devices? I'd rather have the iPad and the HomePod separate. And, you know, they do connect because I could have my Apple TV come out of my HomePods if I want. I've already got what they're essentially building, if that's what oh, they're yeah, building. Well, we're just talking one hardware device all mushed into one. But Waste no. of time. I think you're right. I, th I think this is just grasping for uh, it was a couple of things. You know, the discontinuation of the original HomePod. Then we had the rumor about the HomePod with a screen. 
So I think people are just, you know, looking for the reason and they've come up with this. Mm. I don't think so because I think the Apple TV actually is going up against things like the uh, Google Chromecast, the Amazon Fire TV Stick, Roku, um, you know, those. And to put a HomePod into that mix, the price is going to go through the roof. So I, I don't think they're going to go for this either. doesn't make sense to me. I, I did see as well Roku this week announcing uh, Apple TV support. In fact, a new remote control that's come out as well, which has an Apple TV button on it. So you can just get straight to, uh, it's like a shortcut button, so you can just get straight to Apple TV from the remote control, which is kind of cool. Accessibility is interesting on the Roku. Yeah, that's what they've done. They've put it on the remote control. What? What? What, what does that do? No, it's, it's just like a, so on the on the Roku what? remote, right? Imagine, imagine, think of your um, Apple TV remote, right? But it yeah. has like three extra buttons at the bottom. One might be for Netflix. One might be for... Um, I don't know, YouTube, one might be for Apple TV. And they're just shortcut buttons that take you straight to that channel rather than having to go through the menus to find it. Oh, I see. Okay, yes. All right, I'm with you. So the Apple TV Plus service. Is that available anywhere else apart from the Apple TV device? Oh, well, Apple TV's across a wide range of devices now. I mean, you Is can, it? Yeah, I mean, you can get it. I mean, all the, the Samsung TVs now have it. Newer versions, obviously, from 2020, I think, onwards. How long have I been asleep? I think you've been... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, have you just woken missed? up? Has a, has a princess come in and kissed you <laughs> and woke you up after 100 years? Wow. Okay. No, that makes sense. Okay, I'm with you. I think Sorry. I've got some serious internet problems because the delay appears to be 40 years. Sorry, accessibility on the Roku. Yes, carry on. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so the accessibility side is um, it, it's interesting because it is available in the states and Canada, but it's not available in the UK. So you can't get any uh, any accessibility functions on Roku from the same device, right? So Mark plugs his in, he oh. gets accessibility options. When I get it, it recognizes my location, and those options disappear. Which that's is crazy. Awful. I, I I hate that. That's like the uh, Sony PlayStation. That was yes, that's that was right. Screen reader in exactly. America, and yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. That I can never understand why they do that. I did buy a Roku because they were really cool, and they do sound cool. Um, and there was talk of the screen reader, so I went and bought a mid-ranged, uh, mid-price uh, one. And yeah, no cheap. screen reader at all. Well, cheap. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. Cheap. Why not? Look. When you could pick up a Fire TV stick for what forty dollars or whatever it is, and the Google nah, Google Chromecast really isn't the same. Well, it is now with the Google TV, isn't it? I suppose, but that sort of price point, I think, is fine for that. Um, yeah, I was disappointed that it wasn't available everywhere. Uh, let's talk about Microsoft though, because they've announced new products, oh, actual yes. stuff we can talk about. We'd have to rumor or ruminate. Is that the word? Is that a word? Isn't that eating? It probably is. Um, right. Let's just, I mean, if only there was some kind of way we could look these things up, right? But you <laughs> it's know, crazy. there isn't, so it's pointless. Um, but yeah, Microsoft announced a new 2021 Surface laptop. I thought we were going to get a new Surface Pro, Surface Pro 8, because Surface Pro 7, just um, not that I'm annoyed at Microsoft here, but the Surface mm. Pro 7 came out in 2019. Oh, that's basically back in the... Um, the old the, days. That's the in the days, days when we last spoke, days. clearly, yeah. And, um, <laughs> before I went to sleep. Before you fell asleep. Um, and then there was a Surface Pro 7 Plus, which I must admit I didn't know anything about until last week. Um, oh. I've been talking to Microsoft about trying to review the new Surface laptop, um, and they were saying, you know, what about the Surface Pro 7 Plus? Now, what's that? But it's a business-only edition laptop, so you can only buy it for business, and that was released 
2020. Oh, who um, cares then? It, and also, there's not a huge amount of difference, to be honest. It's more business-focused, so I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Uh, but no, this is quite cool. Um, Surface Laptop, which, you know, reviews are in, and so far is getting a fairly decent review. It's called Surface Laptop 4. Uh, this <gasps> is now getting 11th gen Intel Core processors, which is pretty cool. And also, I think for the first time, there's an AMD processor option as well, the Zen 2 series. Now, you know more about this than I do. What does that mean? Well, I thought I did, but the more I listen to and try and understand it, the more confused I get because of the, the naming on the AMD processors is crazy. So actually, Zen 3 is the latest generation of processors, at least for the desktop. So I'm not sure about the laptop versions of the CPU. Um, so yeah, we're talking Zen 2 architecture, which is the last gen. It's a bit like you, you get with the Intel you know, i5s. You can have generation 4000 mm. all the way up to the most recent one, which is the 11. Um, so yeah, uh, but this is actually, we're starting to see laptops becoming available with the new Zen uh, AMD processors because on the desktop side of things, they are absolutely amazing and they are killing Intel. So to see these uh, processors coming through on the laptop side, even though this isn't the latest generation, is actually really interesting because they are, when it comes to battery life, they are amazing. When it comes down to performance, they are great as well. Um, and the price point is really good. So it's good to see these coming through and getting the uh, getting the choice. There was a while I was quite interested, as you know, in getting a gaming PC, uh, which yep. I ended up, unfortunately, sending back. If you've been watching the episodes of, of Double Tap TV and I talked about my gaming rig at the time, um, I unfortunately sent it back because, you know, unfortunately with the uh, the one I bought, which was the Dell Alienware R11 Aurora. Um, oh, one sounds cool. Uh, well, it did sound cool. Um, uh, yeah, that was maybe part of the problem. It did sound cool. It sounded like someone had brought in a Ferrari into my office and was just revving the engine all day uh, as, as fast or as hard as it would go. Um, well, welcome to modern gaming. Noisy. That's yeah. the, the heat on these things is amazing. The amount of power those graphics cards draw is amazing. We're talking 500 watts. And that takes a lot of cooling down, yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I could feel it. it my, <laughs> my legs were nice and toasty. I actually thought if I ever uh, maybe get to winter, um, I don't mean if I die in between. I mean, you know, if I make it to winter, I'll, I'll hopefully make it to winter. What I mean Let's is so. when I get to winter, um, I might choose to buy one of these just for a couple of months to keep me warm in my office because um, it gives it a nice heat. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Instead of a, a $20 uh, <laughs> fan heater or something, we'll buy $3,000 gaming well, rigs you can, all you know, It's a heater that comes with a free computer. It's ideal. You oh, think yeah, it's a no, very expensive heater, granted. Always thinking of the savings. Really Mr. cheap Scott. computer. Well yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is Zen 2. Now, they have the same layout of processors that Intel do, don't they? So they've got the 3,000, the 5,000, 7,000 series, which I guess would be the i3, i5, i7 equivalents. Uh, yes, as far as I can make out. Something like that, yes. A bit confusing, isn't it? It um, is. <clears throat> but it is interesting because I've not really paid a lot of attention to AMD. Whenever I've bought a computer, I've always thought, oh, no, no, I'll get Intel because I just know Intel. I've always had Intel. It's the one you buy, right? But yeah, yeah, these right. days I'm not so sure. And I think with, with the process, it's not just the processing power, but it's the amount of heat and the amount of uh, cost attached to owning an Intel because they are power hungry. Um Look what Apple's done with M1, and look That's what exactly AMD are doing. It. And it yeah. just seems that Intel are, I think Intel are, in a, we would say here in, in Scotland, a sugarly peg. Um, 
Which, Definitely. if you don't know what that means, um, then good luck to you. But look it up. That, you know, Nobody knows Check what out that an means. internet near you. Um, like a shaky nail, right, if you want. How about that? No, still okay, have no fine. idea what that means. They're in trouble. That's yeah, what I'm go. saying. That's, that's, that's exactly what that means. <laughs> We're on a sugary yes. peg. The, 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 um, the MacBooks, I mean, the Intel-powered MacBooks, the thermal throttling, you know, where the CPU gets too hot and it slows down. It automatically slows itself down. That was an issue. These things got hot. And uh, I think that had a lot to do with why, you know, Apple, there's other reasons as well, but Apple switched to their own processors. But Intel have just, you know, they, they haven't kept up. We've got the ARM processors. The Intel mobile version uh, CPU is nowhere near the performance of ARM and the power efficiency. So Intel need to up their game and AMD have, uh, yeah, they have knocked them off the, the top of the heap at the moment with their AMD Ryzen processors. So it's quite cool to see them in laptops. And it's interesting because a lot of people might think that if you were talking about buying a Surface, you would think of a Surface Pro, which is the tablet with the detachable keyboard. And they do get a lot of press. Uh, oh, and they nice. are very popular. Yeah, and they're very popular in business as well. You tend to find a lot of companies now sending out, you know, Surface Pros to their staff rather than anything else. Uh, a bit heavy, I find, though. But, I mean, you know, for the amount of power that's... It is very much like a laptop in tablet form. Uh, I think they're the closest to what the iPad is aiming to be. Yeah. I think, actually, the Surface is the Surface Pro tablets. Um and, you know, the, the thing is, uh, for me, as you know, I've mentioned this before, that, that kickstand thing at the back of the tablet is just ridiculous, right? You've got to remember to pull this thing out. You've got to remember to <laughs> attach a keyboard. It's oh, amazing. Microsoft terrible. engineering is incredible. The kickstand is great. The hinge on the Surface laptops is amazing. And you're on a sugarly peg when you're saying that. Thank you. Thank you for using my phrase that you don't even understand. It's <laughs> hilarious to me. Um, I could be telling you the most offensive thing you could say to a Scottish person right now. I love it. Um, but actually, <sighs> the, the truth is, since Surface Laptop arrived back in the uh, old days of 2017, it's actually become a bit of a contender for what is classed as the best all-purpose slim Windows laptop. And again, it's trying to feature up against and become... The, the style side, anyway, style uh, equivalent of the MacBook Air, which everybody's trying to create and recreate. Every company's doing this. Uh, HP are doing it. LG are now in this game as well. Uh, despite mm. coming out of the, the phone market, it seems they're, they're still pushing ahead with their LG Gram laptops. And again, it's all the same style. Uh, but this one comes in 13 and 15-inch. Um, some are saying that uh, this is going to be pretty uh, pretty decent. In terms of price as well, not too bad. 8 gig of RAM, 120 gig SSD, you can get for uh, 769 US dollars uh, or 899 uh, dollars US if you want a 256 gig SSD, which, to be honest, I would probably recommend. Um, one, two, eight just never feels like enough to me. Um, That's what you're doing. Well, I've yeah, got if you're living only on the cloud. on this and I edit audio, I've got 120 gig and it's more than enough. Oh, really? Yes, I've got eight terabytes external. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Aside from that, well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. If you're living off Dropbox, you're uh, living or in your shed? OneDrive, or yeah, or a shed <laughs> that happens to have an eight terabyte hard drive in it, yeah, then yeah, fair enough. It's fine. Um, you can get more options, uh, you know, and, and you can obviously push the the price. Uh, you know, that will push up the price, but um, no, quite quite cool. And it, it is. I mean, what I like is it is very similar to that MacBook Air idea. As in, it's got that kind of very thin profile. Everything is now, isn't it? I mean, the MacBook Air has been around long enough that everyone's sort of got that thin uh, laptop thing down. Uh, I don't think that's a real 
it's not it doesn't make the Apple unique anymore. Everyone's got that form factor down. Uh, love it or hate it, but it is a sexy design. Let's admit it. Oh, it's lovely. But yeah. When it comes down to this, though, I mean, I was really impressed when the Microsoft first released the first Surface laptop because it was the first time that they'd gone into it, and there was something about the design. It was cool, and Microsoft have never been that before. No. Um, but this hardware was amazing, and uh, yeah, I'm really interested to see uh, the laptop four. So if you get one, send it my way. Yeah, and you get free earbuds if you buy it. <gasps> well, I'm sold. So get it bought, Sean, and you could tell us what you think about it. Now, that would be unusual, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, buying something. No, <laughs> I'm out. Uh, peg. Look, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, I think that's so funny. Uh, you have no idea what you're saying. It's brilliant. Um, stick around, because speaking of Microsoft, uh, they have uh, a new modern family to share with us. Very exciting. And we're going to be talking uh, about some uh, top tips when you're in those Teams meetings, talking to Microsoft, if you're in a Teams meeting, and I've, uh, I've been in a couple of these this week, and I've got a great tip for you to uh, make sure that you get the information you need without being overwhelmed by voices if you're a screen reader user. Stick around. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Marka Flalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. <laughs> yeah, it is. Believe it or not, this is a tech show. Hi, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, we're having a few technical uh, bits of fun here today because I'm in charge of the buttons as well, Sean. I noticed yeah, we, we've had three goes trying to get this show restarted. Um, yeah. I'm kind and of deaf now as well. It, it's <laughs> Everything's coming through so loud. And somehow you're coming through my with my screen reader. I mean, that's not even possible. That's it's, not my fault, Priest. Yeah, okay, we'll find out. Come back, Mark. We miss you. Come back. Yeah, please, will you? <laughs> We're on a shuggly peg here. I don't know what's going on. That's my new word. That's a new <laughs> phrase of the day. Um, so, look, I, I want to give a bit of a top tip here because uh, we should have a jingle for this, but frankly, I think we've enough trouble this week, so um, we'll just leave that Stephen's out. Stephen's top tip. There we go. Beautifully done. That was lovely. Um, we should record. We'll record that out. Right? We'll snip that out of the show. Please we'll use don't. That. No, no, that's, you've, you've really caught yourself onto that one. Um, well done. Um, yeah, so my top tip this week, I was on a number of, I'm always on Teams meetings, during the, especially at the beginning of the week, I seem to live on Microsoft Teams. And there were a couple of blind people on the meeting, and they were getting a bit moany because uh, people were using the chat function during the meeting, right? So in the middle of a Teams meeting, you're listening to people, there's uh, maybe people on screen, but you're also, you've got your screen reader running. And that means that you're getting a lot of extraneous information, maybe people joining the meeting, leaving the meeting. But then if people start using chat function, that means you're hearing that chat as well. So, you know, Barbara says to Julie, I'll send that over to you immediately after the meeting. And, you know, Julie says, thanks very much. And, you know, it just goes on and on and on. Barbara. Barbara and Julie. She's so annoying. It's like, <laughs> do you know, I'll is. be honest, I don't think Julie ever does what she says she's going to do. I think she's just lying. I like that about her. Do you? Yeah, is that the <laughs> thing? Yeah, I must I prefer Barbara, if I'm honest. Um Anyway, uh, would. so, yeah, so, the, you know, this is going on, and someone in the meeting says, could people stop using the chat function, please, because I can't hear the meeting. 
Oof. And I was thinking, well, hang on a minute. There's got to be a way around this. And there is. A uh, couple of things you can do. Now, I'm talking specifically about Teams here uh, for the first option. And that is when you go into Teams, if you uh, find yourself in the uh, search bar at the top, and by the way, I'll, I'll tell you another quick tip here. For a very quick way to navigate around Microsoft Teams, my wife told me this because she's getting into Teams even more at the moment in her new job. Um, control and F6 is your friend. Not Shift, because I use Shift F6 all the time. Control F6 is the way to navigate around Teams on Windows. Oh, it has changed my life, Sean Priest. Has it? Has it really? That, that uh, search function changed my life. Well, this is the other thing, right? So when you get to the search box, which you can get by going to control, uh, you know, using control F6 to navigate around the screen. This is on Windows, uh, on Teams, on the app specifically. Um, if you instead use, if you just want to jump straight to the search window, you can use control E, which is a universal office command, it seems. If you want to search for something in a program, you can use control E and it takes you straight to the search box. Um, no one knows. I, exactly. It's like, what does that even mean, right? Um <laughs> It means erch. I'm going to erch for something. <laughs> yes. Someone forgot the S. Um, but yeah, so you, you do control E and then you do, well, what would it be, a forward slash or a backslash? It's the one on the right-hand side of the keyboard. I can never remember which one that is. Yeah, I think that's a forward slash. Forward slash, right. So you would do the forward slash and if you listen, it will actually tell you a list of commands, a list of short code commands that you can use um, to do lots of different things. So if I want to call someone, I can hit forward slash, then type, just immediately type call and then hit space, and then just start typing the name. I can type Sean, and if you listen, it will say if it's the only Sean you have in your organization, or you have a number of them, or it's your most recently uh, called or, or you know, messaged person, Sean Priest will come up. It'll just say, Sean Priest. Hit enter, you're calling him. And, you know, that is brilliant. It's so fast. Uh, you can do the same with chat, slash chat, and then chat a message. But if you want to shut the system up for a while, especially for a screen reader user, um, although this isn't really specific to screen readers, what it does is it stops any notifications from happening by putting the system into do not disturb mode. And for that, you just press the slash or the forward, uh, the forward slash and then DND for do not disturb. Hit enter and your screen reader will tell you and visually on screen you'll see a message come up that says your status is now being set to do not disturb. And that means during a meeting you won't get any of those notifications anymore. But you'll still be able to use your screen reader if you choose to. You know, there's a boring bit of the meeting as there often is. And, you know, you want to kind of do a couple of emails in the middle of it. You can go off and do that. I dare you. Shocking, I know. But Pay attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, but frankly, it's when Julie's talking, I just get really annoyed. Uh, and I think, oh, I'm going to do some emails while Julie's talking. When Barbara talks, I'm there. Yes, of course, we all are. But uh, no, that, Sorry, I think that's a, really, yeah, that's a really cool uh, feature. Well, that, that, that is good because usually it's just, well, I'm just going to mute my screen reader, right? But then you're stuck. You're stuck listening to Barbara because you can't get out of it. You can't do other things, as you said. That's so, right. But yeah, the, the other thing to remember is, cool. is, though, just remember Control E to go back to the search box and then forward slash. And you need to, for some reason, write in the full word available. Now, actually, once you start typing it, it will give you the option. You'll hear it in your your screen reader will say available. Again, just hit enter and it will set your status again to available so you get all those notifications again. Now, you might still get a couple of binks and bops along the way. Um, <laughs> systems do that. But you won't get any spoken notifications out loud, which is good. Um, and the other thing to say is you mentioned about muting your screen reader. Yeah, I'm a JAWS user. So for me, it's uh, using the insert 
whether it's the number zero or the insert key or the caps lock, however you choose to use your insert uh, or your your JAWS key, uh, actually, uh, press the space bar. You'll hear that clink. clink. That's not the sound. But that, that was very idea, good. Wasn't it? It was like I was there. It's just like you were there. <laughs> like, you're, like your computer's drowning. Yeah. So, <laughs> help! Um, so, yeah, when you get that sound, press S. And that will uh, put your uh, screen reader into speech on demand, whatever that means. Basically, it mutes the speech. Um, and then you can do the same, uh, you know, zero or, you know, in my case, uh, zero for insert, insert space and then S to, uh, to bring back full speech. Beautiful. And the same for NVDA. It's the NVDA key. In my case, it would be caps lock and S to cycle through beeps or no speech or speech. So well, that's quite nice. Cool. Yeah. That's one thing I love about NVDA because you do get you get extra sounds that you don't get on any other screen reader. I love some of the sounds you get, the beeps especially. My favourite thing that I wish they would implement in JAWS or even the Rater is on a progress bar. Some yes. people hate this, but I love it where you get the boop, 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 you know, like you're uh, filling a glass of wine. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> beautiful. Um, that, but yeah. It's really handy that. That was an excellent sip. DND, it's dynamite. That was very good. Well done. Uh, was that a song? That was a song reference, sorry. Oh, we've got to pay for that now. Well done. <laughs> Not the way I sang it. Ah, You're all right. Oh, we're fine then. Uh, shall we talk about Microsoft again? Um, I know we normally talk about Apple constantly oh, in the show, at least so that's what we're accused of. I know yeah, we're no. so centric on, on Microsoft, don't we? Um, but I wanted to talk about their new modern family. Uh, this is a new uh, line of audio accessories that have been designed for what's called the hybrid workplace. This is, of course, people who work at home and people who travel to the office. So ideal for home users uh, and people in business. Um, we, look, we all know that the headsets are becoming the norm. That's usually a headset like the one I've got on just now, which is a headphones with a, a boom arm microphone. Now, some people choose to, to prefer those over the kind of gaming style. Um, and certainly you have the what I would call the home entertainment style, which doesn't have a boom arm. They're just headphones, but there's a microphone built in. I tend to find those not as good. No, no, not. It depends what you're doing, but the microphones are just too far away. You need that yeah. boom arm or something, yeah. Unless it's the um, <clears throat> Apple AirPods Max. <laughs> yeah, unless you can, you know, drop $3,000 on it, and that's fine, yes. Oh, they are very good, though. Very good. Um, but yeah, and that, in fact, they're probably the only headset I would use that doesn't have a boom arm on it, frankly. Um, but yep. yes, uh, Microsoft, of course, make Teams. Um, this is the biggest. Um, well, not one of the big, it's one of the biggest platforms being used now. Zoom is the other one, of course. But in business, people are tending to use Teams and moving towards that. And that kind of communication over these uh, platforms means that these kind of things are needed. Now, this, that's why they've brought out these, um, what they're calling Surface Headphones 2. That's one of them, um, which comes out. Uh, they're also bringing out two modern heads. Actually, I tell a lie. Surface Headphones 2 do not have the boom arm, um, but they come with a USB dongle. So if your computer doesn't have Bluetooth in it, you can still connect those headphones to it. But again, it's wireless, so that's pretty cool. Um, mm. Or if you don't have... I don't know what you would use it for if you... Because most laptops have got Bluetooth, right? So what's the benefit of the USB dongle over the Bluetooth? Well, it depends. Is that a Bluetooth dongle or is it a wireless dongle? It's a bit like the Logitech keyboards. You know, you can have a unified USB adapter... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the benefit between one or the other. I mean, I guess, to me, it would be more for a desktop computer that doesn't have Bluetooth in it. 
Yes, exactly. Because my yeah. the desktop computer I've got doesn't have that, so the USB dongle's ideal. Um, also, they're bringing out two modern headsets. Now, modern is the brand name. So um, I talked a while ago, I think, on this show about the Microsoft Life Chat series that came out for a while. These were the headsets which I thought were very good, actually, from Microsoft. And the webcams as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's right. Life was a web... Yeah, that's right. They've had a few different brands over time, um, but this is one of them, uh, the new one. Modern is the new name. They've got integrated boom microphones. Um, I think one of them is wired and one of them is uh, Bluetooth, again, with a dongle. Um, But they've also brought something up, which I think is a pretty cool idea. Uh, It's not new by any stretch of the imagination. None of these ideas are. Um, but they're bringing out their range of it, and that is a speakerphone. Now, this is a USB-C speakerphone, um, so that could, in theory, work with a phone. It could also work with a computer. You, you've got someone like a, a MacBook sitting there. Obviously, this is built with Microsoft in mind, so I'm guessing a Surface Pro <laughs> um, yes. or a Surface laptop. You know, you just plug in your USB-C speakerphone. You're going to get a better sound quality out of the call. You're not getting that tinny sound. as I don't imagine the Surface laptops have tinny sounds, but, you know, um, no, yeah, it'll improve it's be a bit. Different. Yeah, it's going to be better, isn't it? I, uh, well, Mark is, is always saying how he uses... Does he use his HomePod Mini for that, for mm-hmm. conference calls and making yeah. calls on his on his, um, on his his desktop? So The HomePod Mini is amazing. If, you, if you're Apple as, as, as we are, well, I am, and Mark is, you just, I don't know what you are. I'm um, just cheap. Yes. yes, cheap and nasty. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's my Tinder profile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you, I would definitely, definitely use the uh, the HomePod for that. It's one of those things. If you've got an iPhone, it just makes sense. You've got it sitting there. It's a perfect uh, little yes. device for that. But that's not going to fit into everybody's setup. And this is good because it's portable. Um, in the hybrid workplace, as they call it, um, I think we're talking here not just about people who work at home and even people who travel into the office. But you know, if you're meeting with a group of people and you need to be socially distant for a while. Having this in the middle of the room is helpful. You can all sit around it, socially distance. You can have a conversation with other people and so on. Uh, a lot of offices, for example, are going back to so many people allowed in the office at one time. So yep. some people can't go in. So they're going to have to be remote. And again, it means you don't have to wear headphones all the time. Actually, keeping your ears closed up all the time is not ideal. So, no, it's not. You know, um, in fact, we're going to get an email about that later. Um, but yeah, so the USB-C speakerphone and also a modern webcam, which is apparently a bit um, basic. Um, I think that's the best it's way to put it. It's 1080, isn't it? That's the thing. Now everyone wants 4K. But when it comes down to an external webcam, uh, 1080 is all you really need. So I can sort of understand it. It depends on the price point on that one, to be honest. Yeah, so just just on the pricing, I'll try and run through these for you. So the Surface Headphones 2 Plus, as they're calling it, they're coming in around three hundred dollars. This is these are US pricing. I know three hundred dollars US. The Plus version costing fifty dollars more on the standard version. Um, So that's interesting. Also, the uh, Microsoft Modern USB headset. So that's got a wire on it um, with the boom arm. Uh, that will retail for $50 and is certified for Microsoft Teams with a dedicated Teams button. That means you can easily join a meeting or answer a call. There's also a handy mute button, physical button as well. Um, some people that's saying really that, cool. yeah, I think that's pretty good. Some people saying they prefer to see a USB C version as opposed to the one which, this one, which is USB A. I don't know. I'm, maybe, I don't know. You okay. can get an adapter, right? So, yeah. What does exactly. that matter? And it's scheduled to arrive in June. Uh, there is a wireless version as well, which does come with a USB dongle for PC connections. It can wirelessly connect to two devices at the same time. 
Although I have to, I always am very suspicious about that because that that's not strictly true. Um, you can connect to two devices, yes, at the same time, but you can only use one of them at, at, at a time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people think, and my wife was asking me about this. Can I have As a headset? Would. Yes. Um, well, she she's a clever person, right? We're you know what are we? Yes. Um, she asks me questions, and I go and ask someone else. Um, but you know, she'll say to me, "Well, I'd like to be able to listen to Jaws on my computer and speak to someone on my mobile phone at the same time." You know, taking notes with Jaws, and that's not really easy to do. Um, not via because you know connecting to Bluetooth that way. What would happen is you could answer the call, but you wouldn't hear Jaws because the that's essentially right. what it's doing is yeah. it can only look at one device at a time, so it can connect to two, but it's it's like. Um, it's like my wife in the morning. If there was oh, two dear. people standing in front of her, she could only talk to one of them at a time. Okay, I'm not even commenting on that. <laughs> Fine. Um, apparently, it will be arriving in June as well. She'd know exactly what I mean by that because oh. she, she just can't. She can't talk to people at, at the same time. It just doesn't happen. Um, so yeah, this is going to be in the 150 to 200 dollar range. Um, for comparison, there's a bit more of a snazzier version from Jabra, which I've got, which is the Evolve 265. That's costing around $220. So it's a little bit cheaper than the, the kind of market standard, if you like. And yeah. the USB-C speaker, um, fairly typical USB-C speakerphone, according to the reviews so far, with an integrated cord that can be used for casual music listening. Uh, listening. Um, it's got dual microphones, and it's got what would be called intuitive controls, uh, the same ones found on the USB headset. Um, I can't exactly see what those are, but I guess it'll be uh, answering a call, a mute button, volume button perhaps, and an answer button, I think, are on there. So that's pretty cool. Um, and in terms of price, we're looking at $100. Uh, dollars. So I, I, I actually quite not like bad, that. actually. Yeah, yeah that, that's okay. But this Teams certified thing, so basically it means any hardware that's Teams certified, and it's not just from Microsoft. As you said, Jabra's got one. Um so these, this means it has a button, a physical button on the device to start or open up the Teams app mm. in Windows or wherever. And it may also have mute and answer call and hang up. How are you finding Teams, Stephen? I've got to say, like with all the, the Windows Store programs and that, I'm still finding it clunky. It's When I'm using a screen reader, maybe that is the issue. Getting around it, I'm waiting. I can't whiz around it like I usually can. I'm tabbing and I'm waiting or I'm moving around and I'm waiting for things to update. It just seems a little bit slow to me. To be honest, I think the biggest issue uh, that you're having there, I, don't, I, I can't speak for NVDA because I've not, never used it with it. Um, but It's great. And, and it is, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, maybe not so much with Teams, but then I think a lot of that <laughs> might be to do with shortcuts. You need to learn a lot of shortcuts, a lot of keyboard shortcuts to make it work. Um, you need to get a better handle. I think Control F6 will help you a lot, actually, with the navigation, because yep. that's not a, a screen reader thing. That's a Windows thing. Um, I think that'll make a big difference, being able to just move around, because essentially it's a bit like the way that you navigate around a Mac in the way that it kind of takes you to the area of the that's so, right. search box, yeah. the sidebar, the, the main window. And that's sometimes what you need. Um, I think I think Windows and JAWS and NVDA Narrator, they're all better at handling that than a Mac is um, on VoiceOver, to be honest, or with VoiceOver. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of it might just be the time you spend. And I will say, if you are seriously wanting to get into Teams more, uh, Freedom Scientific do fantastic webinars on this. And they're all free. You can go and get them from the website, Freedom Scientific. 
uh, just Google it, and you'll find the webinars there. And they do one on Teams, and it shows you the basics. You can then get into more advanced settings and using it, you know, for all kinds of different functions. It's actually not as bad as you probably think. No, I, I'm I'm quite happy to put my hands up because, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time in with it. But it just, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem that responsive. But from what I understand, it's doing a lot of fetching data and updating mm. as you're tabbing around and That's things right. like that. So, yeah, I'll, and, I'll and, get and used to it. The other big thing that irritates me a little bit about Teams is that companies can skin it for themselves, not necessarily change the program so that it's inaccessible or anything. It still is accessible, but just put things in different orders or take features out. My wife, for example, doesn't have the chat feature in hers. Don't know why. She just she doesn't have Barbara. it. She hates all... Barbara and Julie, yeah. Yep. She hates both of them, I think. That's the problem. <laughs> or maybe they hate her. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is the problem. So it can be, because it's modular, companies can choose what they do. So one version of Teams might be quite different to another, or at least feel that way. Um, it's a bit like, you know, walking home or coming into the house after your uh, wife or, or family have decided to move the furniture around. It's like, it's the same place, yes. right? But it's just all, everything's around their own way. Um, just a quick word on that um, new Microsoft webcam as well, the modern webcam. It's, as you say, it's only 1080 pixel, 30 frames per second. Um, it's got a 78 degree field of view which doesn't seem very big, but I suppose what else do you need? Um, auto exposure, white balance optimised for faces, thank goodness, and a built-in privacy shutter as well. And that's priced at $70, and that's putting it directly in competition with Logitech's uh, C920 Pro, which I used to have, uh, yep. which I thought was a brilliant webcam. Not a surprise, actually, if I'm honest for them, for Microsoft to do that. Um, but again, as you would expect, this is also Teams certified. And it's funny, when you get something that isn't certified, you start to understand what that means. I've had a few occasions where I've gone to products and, you know, you, you've gone into a, a particular application and it just doesn't work with that one. It just says, oh, no, no, you know, there's, there's no... For example, if it's a webcam and you go into the webcam list, it's not there. And you think, yeah. oh, that's odd. Why is that? But it's because it's not certified. So there! And we are... Exactly. Well, we should be certified. I think that's the <laughs> thing. That's what they say. At AMI. Uh, look, stick around. We've got lots more to talk about. Uh, goodness, there's so much news we haven't gotten to yet. We'll uh, get into that. Plus, we'll get more of your feedback coming up on Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Uh, you know something, Sean? Uh, you know, I'll be honest. I don't think we need Mark back. I think we've got this. Oh, no. It only took us, what, 40 minutes and we're bang into it. Now it's easy, this. So, yeah, we're 46 minutes into the programme. I mean, I know if you're listening to this, you're thinking, no, we're not, but j just go with us on this, right? Um, so we're, we're 46 minutes, as far as, far as my clock's concerned, into this programme, uh, and it's only taken us five hours to get to this point, so I don't think that's bad. No, not for us. <laughs> not for record. us, exactly. <laughs> uh, Oasis has been in touch. Uh, hello, Stephen, Mark, and Sean. Mark? Mark who? Oh, That's showbiz, guys. You see, he disappeared for a week, suddenly. <laughs> um, he says, my name is Ois, uh, Ois Patel. Oh, I've got that right. And I'm joining your show from Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, the purpose of the email is to inform you that I literally love listening to your podcast uh, with all the news about technology that's provided along with jokes every now and then. Jokes! <laughs> Don't tell them then. that, Oasis, because then we'll have to, you know, come up with it every week. Um, 
But uh, he says, uh, as someone who's blind and I will soon enter university, I'm planning to purchase my own laptop. The question is, if one purchases a powerful computer, is it possible for blind people to be creative and become power users? If so, how? What types of things can they do on the side to ensure they use a great deal of power, are able to demonstrate creativity and under some circumstances learn new tech skills and or applications that allow blind people to be somewhat closer to the creativity level of people with sight. Thank you very much. It's a great question. Oh, well, that's, I mean, it's a deep question, if nothing mm. else. If, if I just take the sort of shallow look at it... Um, there's, <laughs> it's the only way should... I'd expect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, look, look I, I could take that question to mean, should I even bother getting a powerful laptop? Yeah. Is it, you know, is it pointless for a blind or visually impaired person definitely not um you can always take advantage of that extra power so you know whatever your budget is go for the most powerful laptop you can get and you will get the benefit from it when it comes down to creativity it sort of depends what you're gonna do but absolutely there's no reason why you can't be a power user once you get i I think personally it comes down to you know getting comfortable with those keyboard shortcuts in specific apps as we just talked about teams you know i'm i'm not quite there yet but once i get those keyboard shortcuts i will be able to use it just as well as a sighted person so and when it comes down to creativity that's just down to you really that there are limits they're not limitations there's hurdles to overcome um but you can definitely become a power user and you can definitely be creative um i like audio and there's absolutely i don't feel i've limited at all by how creative i can be when it comes to audio editing i'm sure it's the same for people out there visually impaired or blind people that do photography or video editing even though i can't quite get my head around it i know people do and they are good at it yeah i think it all depends on the level of vision Obviously, there are certain things that if you're completely blind, you know, we've got to be realistic about it. Editing photographs is probably, you know, I, I would imagine I'm just putting out there, but I think that might be quite awkward, right? I mean, I couldn't imagine that. Um, but if you have some vision, uh, you can do that. If you have no vision, though, video editing isn't that difficult because all you have to learn are the key commands on how to use the appropriate software. So whether it be Adobe or whether it be um, Sony Vegas or whether it be uh, Final Cut or, you know, if you're using a Mac, then you can learn how to use that. Because essentially, when I do video editing now, I'm doing it by audio. So, you know, I mean, I will say for Double Tap TV, Mark takes full care of that because, you know, that's important stuff, right? You're not going to leave that to me. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine what that show would look like if I edited it? Uh, So, no, I think that would be a bad idea. But I can assist in the process, which is key. And I'm I'm not worried about that. I'm not interested in becoming, you know, the next Steven Spielberg or whatever. That's not my thing. Um, I leave that to the pros to do all that stuff, but if I, but well, I still, I still want to be able to use the technology to to edit my own little videos. But there is an argument to be said that even you know, if you did want to become the next blind Spielberg, then you know there could be an argument: what is creativity? And and editing like that, you know, just by the audio, maybe that's a creative in itself. Well, possibly. I mean, I know, for example, oh, we're getting that, deep. I think about James Rath. The blind filmmaker, exactly right. who has yes. very low vision, and he is—he is a director. He is the next Steven Spielberg, actually, um, yeah. and that's great. Right. That and that's brilliant for him, not for me. I'm not interested in that. That's not what I'm interested in doing. But he is, and he is able to do it. And that's the point that it is possible to do. And I would say to you, the best thing to do is, you know, get yourself on Twitter, get talking to these guys because they know what they're doing. And you know, I see some amazing people who are creating some great content 
you know, and not because they're blind, but because they've got great minds. They can think about these great concepts. I can't. I've got no brain. I've got no, no. Um, anything creativity yeah. in my head. No, you know, the fact yeah. I do this is beyond me. Um, that they let me do this every week. It's, it's beyond my comprehension. Um, listen, speaking of which, we are nearly out of time. I thought we'd miss Mark, but you know how how would Mark have fitted into this program this week? That's my question. Should we should, should we check up on him? Check he's all right. Hang on. Come on, then. Have we FaceTime got time? Mark Aflalo. Yeah, let's let's see how his construction's going. He won't at all be annoyed by us constantly interrupting Making him. Making a FaceTime call to yeah. Mark Aflalo. This won't be annoying at all. Aflalo. Now, will he answer? That's the question. All right. Okay. So, uh, Mark, I'm just checking. How's oh the dogs? Oh are, dear. You, are you getting the dog? Uh, hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Oh, we were just going to tell you we missed you. Oh, well, never mind. Oh, well. Anyway, look, be- before we go... <laughs> he hates you. <laughs> before we go, uh, just a quick mention of some other stories we didn't get to, because I wanted to bring these up. Dell have brought out a new and refreshed uh, Inspiron? Inspiron? How do you Inspiron, say that? Inspiron, I think. Inspiron. I call it Inspiron. Why not? Well, I think these are great laptops, actually. I think they really do produce brilliant uh, laptops. They're maybe not as sexy as the XPS lineup, but they're certainly functional. Tons of ports. Um, I think it's a great uh, lineup, actually. Well, they've upgraded them, and it now includes a 16-inch version. So I'm thinking someone low vision Ooh. who needs Zoom text or, or Supernova or some kind of magnification, having a larger screen is good. And I haven't seen many. I know you get 17-inch laptops, but... 15 and 17, that's a weird yeah, one, 16-inch. 16-inch yeah. from Dell and Spiron just out, which is interesting. Uh, they and we Actually, we did a TV show this week all about Dell actually and their new products for 2021 so if you haven't watched that yet go back and watch it on the AMI app because it was actually a really interesting episode I'm not saying the other ones aren't but you know this one <laughs> I was quite impressed by this one actually um, also impressed uh, yourself. to be I impressed myself <laughs> and I did nothing um, but yeah uh, also Lenovo uh, they have the ThinkPad X12 detachable this is Lenovo's uh, fight back on the Surface Pro they're all eating each other aren't they um, and a really interesting article this week that I spotted about the PC market itself it does not appear to be slowing down um, people are still buying laptops. They're still buying desktops, Sean. They are not going away. No, who needs smartphones? They're all terrible. Exactly. Let's get a laptop. I th- that's it. We're all going to go back out and buy a big desktop computer, a big, huge yeah. monitor, a big keyboard. In fact, you think about it, right? People are buying bigger and bigger monitors. They're buying, you know, gaming, key- uh, you know, clicky keyboards. They're buying that's desktop true. towers. We're basically back in the 90s. The difference is everything's just a bit more colourful now than it was when it was in the beige days. Um, you say big monitors, but they don't go back 18 foot. That's the difference. They're flat. <laughs> that's true, yeah, yeah. And they don't weigh a ton either. Yeah. Oh, the old days, eh? Um, listen, that's it for Double Tap Canada this week. Thank you, Sean. Juggly Peg, thank you so much. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.